0: Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighborhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast.
1: the end draws near Romans chapter 16 and you thought we'd never get there Romans chapter 16 Romans chapter 16 like uh, Matthew chapter 1 there can be a tendency to think well I'll just skip over it really quickly it's just a list of names there's nothing to learn there But the truth is, there's a lot more here than just a list of names. This is full of rich, helpful teaching for our lives and how we live our faith, how we're supposed to live. So I'm going to begin with a little quiz. And... uh, You don't have to tell me if you know the answer. But the New Testament is full of all these one another's. And early in our time of serving this good church, we did a series where we looked at all 17 or 18 of them and and spent the summer looking at all of these commands to love one another and do other things. The, the number one statement, one another statement in the New Testament, the one that's there more than any others, is love one another. So there's all kinds of one another's, but the number one one is love one another. It's repeated more than anything else in terms of love one another's in the New Testament. Thank you, Pastor Oldham. My question for you is which one of the one another's comes in second? Is it live in harmony with one another? Is it encourage one another? Is it Forgive one another. Which one of the one another's comes in second? So that's the quiz. But now we're going to dive into Romans chapter 16 and get to the answer uh, a little later in the evening. One of the things that you're going to discover, and I ask you to open your Bible or your phones up, in Romans chapter 16, is that there are a whole bunch of names that are mentioned. whole bunch of names. Names are mentioned. As a matter of fact, 27 different names are mentioned in Romans chapter 16. 26 of these names are names of people who lived in the city of Rome. The first name that is mentioned is Phoebe in verses 1 and 2, and and Phoebe doesn't live in Rome. She's the one that Paul has given this letter that we've spent the last four years in. Uh, he's the one, she's the one he gave the letter to to take it to Rome. So 26 people uh, in Rome, Phoebe living elsewhere and on her way to Rome. Some of you think you're really terrible at names. This doesn't apply to me, noticing names. I want to stretch you a little bit tonight with this observation. Paul has never been to Rome in his life yet. And he knows the names of 26 people and knows lots about them. Names are mentioned and names matter mattered to Paul John chapter 10 and uh, verse number 3 to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out so names matter to Paul But I want you to notice God hasn't given you a number. God knows your name and He calls you by name and He leads you by using your name. So names matter to Paul, and names matter to God. Seven of the names in this chapter are the names of women. And I think it's important for us to emphasize that, because in the history and the life of the church, women have over and over again exhibited breathtaking courage that has seen the gospel go forward. Women are on this list because women are difference makers in the work of Christ and in the church of Christ. About a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I I did some teaching on church history, and I ended the series uh, showing how God was still at work, and the fastest-growing church in the world a year and a half ago, summer of 2018, was China. China is no longer the fastest-growing church in the world. Listen to this. This is awesome. This is amazing. I've been talking about it Wednesday night congregational prayer The fastest growing church in the world now is Iran The church of Jesus is growing faster in Iran than anywhere else in the world right now. And here is the amazing part of that story, my friends. Almost every one of the churches is is led by a young lady in a society that is dominated by man, and God is just flipping all that around and saying, my ways are a lot different than your ways. Names are mentioned because names matter. The second thing that we see in this chapter is that greeting is emphasized. Greeting is emphasized. So I asked you, what's the second most common phrase Of the one another's in the New Testament, love one another is the first. The second most common statement in the one another's in the New Testament is Romans chapter found, in one of the times it's found Romans 16, verse 16. Greet one another with a holy kiss. That's the second most common one another uh, statement in the New Testament. It's brought forward by two apostles. It uh, is brought forward uh, in five different continents in their teachings, representing all kinds of different places. And they say in the Christian community, greet one another with a holy kiss. Now, some of you are saying, uh, well, I don't uh, really like that one. And I would suggest to you, it's probably a disputable matter. It's a little bit cultural. I remember the first time Donzie, Pastor Donna, took me to a church in Montreal. Her good friend Gary Connors was the pastor. Midweek service, I wasn't ready for it. Matter of fact, I'd never experienced it before in my life, and I still don't really know how to do it, but the double kiss on the cheek. I gave a lot of people bruised ankles that night, trying to figure out where to put my body while they did that thing. It's not part of my culture. It's not part of my upbringing. But this verse is really not about the holy kiss. And if you're going to start kissing around here, make sure they're holy. It's not about kissing. Greeting is what this verse is really emphasizing. And Christians, my friends, Christians, my friends, are people who greet one another. We are people who uh, don't ignore one another, we we care about one another, we greet one another. When I first came here, I emphasized a lot the 10-foot rule. I think maybe we need to re-emphasize it again. And this whole principle of not walking within 10 feet, 10, foot of some, 10 feet of somebody without saying hi to them, without greeting them, without talking to them, we are meant, it's part of how we live our faith out. We greet one another. We talk to one another. Other people matter to us. One of the ways we express love for one another is by greeting one another. When you love people, and this chapter is full of love, when you love people, you, uh, you greet them. Uh, verse 5, and this isn't on the PowerPoint, but you've all got your Bibles open, so follow me along here. Verse 5, chapter 16. Uh, greet Epinetus, my beloved. You greet people who you love. Verse number 8. Greet Ampliateus, however you say his name. I'll just call him Ampli. Greet Ampli, my beloved in the Lord. Uh, When you love people, you greet them. Greet Stachus, my beloved, verse number nine, verse number 12. Greet Persis, the beloved. We are a people who love one another. It marks us in our faith. We genuinely, deeply care for each other. And when you genuinely, deeply care for people, you greet them. So it marks how we live out our faith. We greet one another. people who study church growth are recommending that most churches don't have coffee breaks says you need to be an exceptional church to really have a coffee break Neighborhood church, I challenge us to be an exceptional church, because they say in the vast majority of churches where you have coffee breaks, everybody who doesn't know somebody is totally, absolutely ignored. And it's hurting and hindering the impact of the church and not helping. We are meant to be people who (laughs) greet one another. It's how we live our lives. One of the challenges of a growing church is sometimes we always expect the person in front of us to greet us. And sometimes they're as new as you. So let's just all get friendly. Greet one another. So names are mentioned because names matter. Greeting one another is mentioned because greeting matters. And then we move on and we see a third thing in this chapter that, that matters. Ministries are honored. Paul doesn't just quickly, in kind of two quick verses, list 27 names. He brings note and he, he brings attention to people who are, are working and the contribution they're making to the church. Phoebe is mentioned. Chapter 16 and verse 2, and what does it say about her? She's the helper of many. 16 and verse 3, Prisca and Aquila, they risk their own necks for me. Friends, that's the kind of relationship we have in the body of Christ. We'll risk our necks for each other. And she had a church in our home, people here who uh, have life groups, neighborhood groups in their homes, I salute you tonight. Such an important part of who we are and what we do and how we grow in Christ. Church in their home, 16. Next verse, click. Epinatus, first convert to Christ in Asia. What's Paul doing here? He says, there's somebody in Rome who came to Jesus while I was still out killing Christians. And he recognizes his longevity in Christ and his seniority in Christ. I love how young Saturday churches, but can I speak to us as a church? Never ignore the seniors and the older saints and the people who've been in Christ a long time. Always remember their name. Always make them feel important. Always take time to honor them. And when you honor them, there's an honor that comes back into your own life. First convert to Christ, In Asia, chapter 16 and verse number 5. Mary, I can say that one really good. Who worked hard for you. We've we've been tackling a lot around here the last six, seven weeks. And there have been all kinds of people who have given all kinds of time. And I thank all of you. And I particularly want to salute Devin Ferguson tonight. I think for the last six weeks he's been... He's been giving at least 25 to 30 hours a week volunteering his own time to get this new sound system up and running and ready for us. He has worked hard for us and we salute you tonight, Devin, and we honor you. Andronicus and Junius, outstanding among the apostles. He knew the names, but he honored what they were doing take time my friends as you're walking about in the house as you're thinking about people to recognize the work and the service they're bringing to their to the house what they're doing makes all of us better ministries are honored. Names are mentioned because names mattered. Greetings are giving be given. Mentioned because greeting mattered matters and ministries are honored because it's important to honor ministries. And then the last thing that stuck out as I I spent time in this chapter this week is fourthly Christ saturates it all. Christ saturates it all. If you look at this, this chapter, if you look at it, you'll, you'll see this phrase come up all the time in the Lord, in Christ Jesus, in Christ, in the Lord, in Christ, in Christ, in the Lord, in the Lord, in the Lord. Christ just saturates the chapter, and there's this recognition That ultimately the thing that ties us together, friends, is not a love for a common football team. It is not a love for a city or a location. The thing that holds us together is the wonderful love of Jesus, our wonderful Lord who gave his all for you and for me. We are in Christ together. Christ saturates it all. in christ it just bleeds out of these 16 verses some of us say yeah well yeah well that's okay for some of you but i don't like to live my faith like that out in the sleeve my sleeve for everybody to see Friends, I would examine your heart there because I don't think it's a sleeve issue. I think it's a heart issue. And when we really have a revelation of what Jesus has done for us, we are delighted to identify with him. So we weren't here last weekend. We we have accepted the reality that pastors work on weekends, and it never really bothers us. But a few months ago, we got an invitation to be a part of the 50th wedding anniversary celebration of some very dear friends. And so last Saturday night, we were sitting in the foyer of Grace Community Church in Winnipeg, remembering and rejoicing and eating a lot of good food. It was a very informal, unstructured night, and... In the middle of it, this couple who were celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary, their daughter, Sherry Lee, came and sat down beside me. She married a Cremusa, if that name means anything to you. Sherry Lee sat down beside me and asked me how I'm doing and what I'm doing, and And then she told this story. She said, my mom had come to church a couple of times, and you and Donna invited us over for dinner. Dad had never been to church yet. She said, I was 10. (laughs) And you were living in the little tiny house, and... That means something to us because we lived in a little tiny house our first four years there. And you had us over for dinner. And she said, uh, Donna made lasagna and garlic bread, Caesar salad. This is a 10-year-old's memory and she served us French onion soup in those unique French onion bowls that are specifically designed for French onion soup. She said, I have some French onion soup bowls at our house, and about three years ago, my husband said, we don't need these around here, and she said, don't you dare throw them out. They're part of my most significant life memories. Edith had come to our church. Her husband hadn't come, but she said, Pastor's invited us over for lunch. And Jim came for lunch. And now, at least 35 years later, their daughter still remembers what was served. Jim wasn't a Christian, ended up buying a house, right, church ended up buying a house for us, actually, right next to them, and we spent quite a bit of time together, and I'd take Jim out for coffee, and I'd say, Jim, you know, you really need to give your life to Jesus. Jesus. And he'd look at me and he'd say, Not ready yet, John. Not ready yet. One Sunday night at the end of the service, I gave a little altar call and Jim raised his hand and Jim and Edith have lived the last 35 of the years of their life. Christ. That's the tie that binds all of us together. We are here, we are here because we are in Christ. Did you catch that, my friends? We are in Christ. We're not in the world, we're in Christ. And this chapter celebrates this. These people, these names were in Christ. And tonight, friends, I want to remind you, that we're in Him. And we're forgiven. We're cleansed. We're redeemed from the penalty of sin and the pain of death because we are in Him. Get so busy running to church and running to other things and making money and planning services and organizing groups we lead that sometimes that gets down there in the bottom somewhere. <laughs> I want to remind us tonight. Above all, we are in him, in Christ. And may it saturate everything we do, every decision we make, every priority of our heart. Names are mentioned because names matter. Greetings are given because greeting matters. Ministries are honored because honoring other people matters. But the greatest thing of it all is Christ saturates every bit of it. And it's all about Him. It's all about Him.
0: We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.